I, I think Kevin, Kevin Ayo had a question. You've got a question, Kev? Yes. Thank you for the last one, which means absolutely superb. There seems to be a theme going on here that nice people can be successful, which is great to see. My question is, is after everything you've achieved, what's your next opportunity or challenge? Good question, because due to COVID-19, unfortunately, um, my company decided they're not going to do any events until at least next summer. And as a result, I've become redundant. Um, I don't know what my next challenge is. I have been in this position before, and it's amazing, you know, having this is now an opportunity to either reinvent myself or seize new opportunities in a, in a different field. Um, who knows? It's kind of watch this space. I've kind of thrown it out to the universe and see what else comes back, really. I have been offered a couple of jobs in the last couple of weeks, but they, as I said to, to my mum, and she was like, oh, God. I said, they didn't make my heart sing. They didn't make me dance, so I've turned them down. And she was like, oh, but it's COVID-19. Any job is a job. But I just think this is my opportunity now because when I was working with Sanjeev, um, at any one time I could be juggling 23 different events. And if ever I did want to change career, it would have been difficult doing the handovers and, and letting people down. So even out of bad, I think good things are going to happen now for me because I've got a new opportunity to, to have a new adventure, really. That's great to hear, particularly the fact that, you know, when you get offered positions, it's got to be great. It's got to float your boat and it's got to make you feel enthusiastic and excited about it. And, you know, it's fantastic to hear that. Good luck for the future. I'm sure you'll carry on your success. Uh, thank you ever so much. Well, we've already, grabbed, we've already grabbed Amanda for our, <laughs> our next year. So we already give her her first job. I'm booked right? next May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so she's already got one thing in her calendar, and I'm sure it won't be long before someone snaps you up, Amanda. I know. Uh, and then you have a pre, uh, you have a pre arrangement for the meeting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the book a day off. Yeah. Okay. So uh, next we got Mike. Mike Armstrong's got a question. Hi, Amanda. How's it going? You okay? I'm good. How are you, Mike? Yeah, very well, very well, thank you. Uh, I think we're already connected on LinkedIn, but nice to meet you and, and, and listen to your great story. Ah, uh, thank you. Nice to meet you too. I love the flag in the background. Yeah, cheers, <laughs> cheers. Um, yeah, so um, I'm recently, uh, I've recently started podcasting and, uh, and a YouTube channel, etc. And I'm quite interested in getting maybe onto radio or into TV or something like that because I'm awesome and why wouldn't I want more of me to go around? <laughs> Exactly. And that's that's the, the mindset you've got to have, I think. Yeah, definitely. So I was just going to ask you, I was going to pick your brains on three ways or three tips you could give me on how to sort of uh, do that, really. Well, one, you've already got it and it's self-belief, you know, and I think if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you. So that's number one. I think it's it's kind of knocking on doors and even if they don't open you just keep knocking because they will open eventually even if it's just to say who are you what do you want but and then that's your you've got your foot in the door but you know it's it's kind of 
getting in touch with, you know, when you watch a program, for instance, or when you listen to the radio, or you can Google things so easily these days. It's a case of getting to the person or several people in that industry. For instance, if you wanted to get in with Radio Wales, don't just try one producer, try several producers there, you know, and just hit them with different ideas. And basically, you know, try and get a meeting. Just say, I really want to come in and meet you. Because, you know, I think so much is gained from seeing people in real life rather than something um, like, a, obviously, a CV or a podcast. You know, people get more of an essence of you. Um, and just, yeah, don't give up. And that's the, that's the important thing is just if you don't... I've got this thing, I don't know if anybody knows about it, it's finding new cheese. You know, when there's like a story about these mice that um, have, have tapped into this pantry, there's a little hole and they can have all the cheese they want. But one day the cook sees the hole in the wall and puts um, blocks it up with cement and they've got to go, oh my God, we've got to find new cheese. And again, it's getting out there and trying every door, every room to get, you know, what you want really. All right, brilliant. Uh, thanks. That's great advice. And uh, I'll be hooking you up for, for some direction to some contacts you may have. Yeah, well, you've got me on LinkedIn, so that's great. Awesome. Mike is, and Mike is definitely the person who will badger and keep on and on and on. He is, honestly, right? If there's anyone who can do it, Mike can do it. Trust me. Ah, good boy, okay. Mike. So, right, so we move on now. We have uh, Steph, Steph Jones from Red Dot. She's also got a question. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Steph, I'm great. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So you touched on mentioning your dad. So I actually remember your dad as a child, as oh. John Sharp. Oh, and he used to live around our village. And I can testament that he was a lovely guy and your mum as well. So I haven't seen you for a number of years and I was probably about this small back then. And I haven't grown much since. <laughs> Um, but my question is is around what advice would you give to the youth of today starting out given your fantastic career and you've had so many wonderful opportunities what sort of advice would you give to to anyone that's sort of graduating or starting their, their career journey i think you know education is really important and if you're not doing something or if you can learn a new skill then do it for instance I, I was in my first job when I did my football coaching and um, low did I, you know, little did I know then that the fact I had my football coaching gave me my big break in TV by getting the job as anchor presenter on a European football programme. So again, sometimes you, you'll get a new skill and you think, oh, I don't know if I'll ever use that. But all of a sudden, you'd be surprised how you can apply it to something. So that is really important. Um, I think um, when you choose your career, you have to aim, you know, you shoot for the moon, as they say, because what you do every day is so important. It can give you contentment, fulfillment, happiness. If you don't like what you do for a living, um, it's not going to fill you with joy and it's going to ripple effect into your personal life. And you spend more hours working than you do doing anything else in your life. So you've got to make sure that you've chosen something that brings you know, that inner kind of happiness to you. Um, and even if it's something that's kind of really up there and you think, oh, am I ever gonna get there? Just if you, know, if you can dance among the stars, as they say, until you can get to the moon, then that's good as well. But 
and don't let anyone kind of sidetrack you at all you know like by telling you you're not going to get it I've had that lot in in my life and I always kind of go ah we'll see you know I've been more determined because of it even doing my football coaching um a few of the guys said oh some really good footballers don't get through their coaching certificate and um that just made me more determined to get it then you know no, that's great. Thank you. And I think that's really good advice as well. And I think it, it resonates with all of us that, you know, when you set those goals, don't let anything stop you from getting there. Sort of, you know, break down those barriers and, you know, plan it and, you know, make sure that you've got good people around you and, and supporting you to, to help with those dreams as well. There's always excuses for everything. I mean, you know, um, I've, I've kind of been very impulsive in my life and, and, you know, I've had a mortgage since I was 21. And I've, when people have gone, oh, I can't do that. I've got a mortgage and I've got this and I've got all these ties. And I think I, I woke up one night, I couldn't sleep, decided I was in the wrong country and, and got a flight to Australia at four in the morning. By six in the morning, I was on the M4 meeting my parents to give them my dog. And I moved to Australia. And it's a case of, yeah, I had a mortgage. But I was thinking, I'll be fine. I'll get a job when I get there. I'll be all right. And it's just that kind of, don't make excuses for yourself that you can't do something because, you know, you've got a mortgage or, a, you know, or a dog or a boyfriend or whatever or or anything really. No, that's great. Thank you. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, right. So um, next question is Gwenno. I told you, Amanda, there'd be people asking you questions. Oh, bueno, I did your makeup, you were saying, back in the day. <laughs> Where's she to? At the Luta No, she's kind of gone. Where's she gone? No. Bueno, bueno, bueno. Oh. Where's she gone? Where's she gone? Oh, no, she's up there. Unmute yourself, bueno. Ah, oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, sorry about that. Yes, you did my makeup years ago when I was young and attractive. You probably need more of that concrete to fill in, in fill in all these bits here now. Uh, yeah. So, um, television is very much an ageist uh, environment. Um, did you encounter any? And um, do you think that that might be something that might stop you if you decided to go back into television on a, a more full time basis? To be fair. Um... I don't think my age affected me when I was kind of in my heyday because, um, you know, I was still in my 30s then. Um, now I'm looking at my life again and thinking, well, maybe I, I'd like to get back into presenting again. Um, I think it will be a factor, but, you know, what I do have is a lifetime of experience which I can apply. And I think those are my, that's my strengths really. And, you know, it would be a very different world now. I mean, when I was presenting uh, and everything I did, you know, there was no, um, well, there was no kind of Google and, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all that um, back those days to an extent. It was in its early days. Now it's kind of the main focus for everybody, isn't it? So it is a factor. And lots of people have been telling me to get back into the industry. And I'm going, yeah, but, you know, I'm... I'm a lot older now, so I'm not going to get the gigs and, you know, that I used to get maybe. But, you know, I'm bringing something new to the table now. So it's, you know, I would be, you know, um, considered for different roles now, I would have thought. Yeah. 
Yes. The thing is, though, and, I, and I'm not just saying it because you're sat here. I, I think also, if you uh, age well, there's not a factor, and you've done that. <laughs> you know? I think there's a lot more there, my dear. So I, don't, I wouldn't worry about that. You're not that old yet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's an evolution as well, isn't it? You know, you, you, as you say, you, the roles may change into different things, you know. I mean, you look at some of the presenters that have been on our TV, they started off as young people, and now they're sort of into their 70s, some of these people, and yet they're still as popular, yes. as, and they're even doing even greater things now, yes. because they've got that much experience, and they're just, they're loved by the people, aren't they? And that's what um, carries you on, you know. And so I, so I, I say it's evolution, in a, if, if, you, if you go back into that sort of thing. But yeah. as I say, you're, you're in a crossroads where you're, you're looking at all the opportunities now, which is fantastic. If you need fantastic position. You know, yeah. and pick and choose what you particularly want to do and what excites you, you know, and, and you know, and, and where you go from here is, is, yeah. is, can't is, wait is, is a new journey. You know? Can't wait to see. Is there anybody else who'd like to ask a question? As does uh, Tony? Is Tony still here? Okay. Um, I'm back and sort out Welsh politics. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, that's a job I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Tony, you want to you ask a question now? There they are. There's Tony. He's unmuted herself. Um, Amanda, it's, a, it's absolutely awesome to have you with us today. I'm just blessed that, uh, you know, you've uh, you've come on. And, uh, you know, what you've talked about has really hit me because that's what I'm all about, you know, being, um, you know, giving that care, giving that love, just going that extra mile for people and have you come across times where you know it, it has been difficult for you based on all the things that have happened to you to keep that motivation you know how did you keep that motivation to to carry on when things got really difficult for you i think um my mum uh gave me a great piece of advice one day because you you do get um you get mean people in life, don't you? And, yeah. uh, and people that aren't particularly uh, kind to you. And I remember saying to her, you know, because I am very sensitive, I'm a real softy. So I'm not, you know, a, a lot of people are a lot tougher than me in the industry, to be fair. But I remember my mum saying to me one day, and I said, uh, oh, mum, you know, it's, you know, this has happened and la, la, la. And these people are just being mean for the sake of it. And she said, um, well, the thing is, she said, if you shine, people will want to dim your shine. It's, it's, it's a natural thing for people to want to do. And it's a minority. It is a very small minority. And she said, um, and she said well, if you're going to shine, she said, you know, you've got two choices. You either shine and take any anything that that brings to you, any negativity that brings to you, or you know, you you take away your twinkle and then, and you're not you anymore. She said, the choice is yours. Uh, and, and I'll always remember that. She said, there's always a price to pay if you're going to be, you know, a sparkly person. And I think that's important. And I always used to think if somebody, you know, been a bit cutting or not nice to me or something, I'd always think, yeah, it's just, you know, the price you pay for being nice is is that somebody might want to kind of, dim that about you so that's been important and i think 
you know, um, I've worked in a man's world majority of my life and I've had to work, I would say, twice as hard um, to gain respect uh, in that environment. I've worked for, you know, BBC Sport and, you know, the industry I've been in now, which is steel, aluminium power, so all men. And, you know, you do have to prove yourself and being blonde and blue-eyed doesn't always open doors for you sometimes people look at you and and generalize or guess who you are and what you're made of just by looking at you and you think oh you know you don't know how strong I am or what I can achieve and how hard I work so people you know obviously can be quite superficial but um yeah you've just got to prove yourself most of the time haven't you yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it is, like you say, you know, having blonde hair and blue eyes sometimes doesn't open the doors. And being kind and courteous, you know, is, is super important for me. And looking after people and supporting them until they achieve their goals. And, uh, yeah, I do come across that. You know, people always seem to, you know, it is a minority, but you do get people that try and uh, take away their sparkle. So I really appreciate that advice. Thank you so much. Your mum's awesome. <laughs> no, that's uh... I just say shine brighter, you know, just carry yeah. on. Shine brighter. Yeah, really upset them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Okay, so um, we're still going. Mark Sayers is next. He's got a question for you. So if you want to unmute yourself, Mark. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we're okay, yeah. We can hear you, Mark. Hello, 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 hello Amanda, and uh, yeah. many, many thanks for uh, appearing on this uh, Zoom conference. Uh, it's, it's, it's a wonder our paths haven't crossed uh, in, in, in the past. Coming from the, our two backgrounds, you being involved uh, heavily in sport, same as uh, same as myself with my uh, rugby and and also in the uh, construction industry. For, for, first of all, I do have a confession to make, and I will choose my words uh, very carefully. I do I do remember you from your uh, the early part of your uh, career on the uh, Hino magazine, and the confession I have to make is that I cannot speak or understand Welsh. But I used to look at the program uh, primarily because you were on it, and I was on for, uh, yes. for the subtitles. So I'd, uh, say, you know, my, my my first question will be quite uh, an easy one, and I, I will follow up then with one on uh, construction. Coming from where you are in Carmarthen, as, as I said, I'm from Merthyr uh, Probably the reason why why your paths haven't crossed is why on earth did you choose the round ball and not the oval ball? I never chose either. I, I basically, I did my rugby coaching in Warmley, Sutton Cofield in um, Birmingham area. And um, the opportunity with football came first, really. I love my rugby. If, if anyone and everyone that knows me, um, it, it, it is my passion. It, it's in my blood. You know, we're Welsh, aren't we? So I, I love both things equally. But if I had to choose between a day out watching a live game between football and rugby it would be rugby every time because it's just yeah it uh, it just ignites something in me I, it's just the best time ever isn't it i think i i, I think what you what you get what you get in, uh, in, in in rugby is the uh, camaraderie 
and uh, uh, you can go you can you can go to any any ground any place as i said my uh, history has been uh, with refereeing for 30 years and I'm uh, now currently uh, treasurer of a uh, very successful uh, team uh, that involves RFC, where obviously uh, Phil Bennett is our uh, president. So uh, in the, 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 the rugby community is uh, is so welcoming. One, one thing that comes uh, over with you, uh, Amanda, is your kindness and uh, humanity. And, you know, it speaks volumes of things you've been, uh, you've been saying. Um, Going on, going on to my uh, next question, you do say in the uh, introduction that you uh, are into construction and, and especially uh, um, how is it not going to have uh, construction uh, de development or, or, or property development. I, I, I haven't come, I'm just check, checking looking at my notes, I, I haven't actually seen the uh, property series uh, hot houses, but what, what I, 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 am, I am just diversifying now into property development myself after spending a long, long time in uh, civil engineering. Uh, what advice do you have for somebody to, to, just taking it up? I think um, property is one of the most exciting fields you can ever be in. I, it, it is a massive passion of mine. And when I got the hot houses job, I was against lots of people, not, you know, um, even though it was based in Wales, but all BBC presenters tried for the job. Um, so I was thrilled when I got it. But I think I got that job because I'd renovated some houses myself. I bought an old vicarage in Swansea that was falling down um, on in auction. And I remember looking at the newspaper and I said, again, it's that believing thing, the power of positive thinking. I opened this magazine, saw a um, newspaper, Swansea, whatever it was, and saw this picture. And it was a really dark picture and it had a turret and a weather vane. And I said, um, I said to whoever was there, I said, I'm going to live there. And they went, what? <laughs> I'm going to live there, I said. And I just decided I was going to win this auction, which luckily I did. I was down to my last penny. I can't even begin to tell you. I went to the absolute knife edge. I didn't have any money left over to renovate it, but I got there in the end. But I think, I think it's a great time, to be honest with you, because... Um, Think about it. We've all been, because of COVID-19, we've all been stuck in our houses. And it's my safe place. My, whenever I've bought anywhere, it's always been my, my safe place. It's very important to me. But I think other people's homes have now become really important to them because, because of COVID-19 and also because, um, you know, everybody's already been starting to do DIY and different things. And people are now in the future going to be working from home a lot more. So your environment is really, really important to you. And I think there's been, there was something in the newspaper or on um, uh, the news, you know, that there's been a big property boom now because all of a sudden, you know, maybe you need an extra room in a house because you're working from home. So, or you need to convert a garage into an office or something. I think the property world is evolving. And I think homes are more important to people than ever now. Yeah, I, I, so I, I totally agree with Amanda. There was an article in the, uh, in, in the press that in the uh, house sales in Wales and, uh, since, since COVID are uh, 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 by 4.6%, but as in the 
in the UK in general about 2.4%. So there's obviously uh, an, an, an increase there. And as you say, with, with people now uh, working from home, etc. Okay, I'm not too sure how long that is going to uh, go on for. But I think why, I think what you find is that people will not want to live so much in the inner city and like yourself, I've done a fair bit of work in London uh, and all and it, 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 to be truthful, it, it is a little bit of a, a rat race. And you, 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 now, you now find that the people are actually uh, perhaps moving, moving, moving out of these uh, conditions in, in, into uh, suburbs. I think the the, the the chances for uh, development there are uh, are endless. The other, the other, the other thing you've got to consider also is that perhaps then with people uh, working away from their offices, the, the the necessity for office space is going to uh, diminish. So so then the opportunity to to convert um, offices into um, multiple use. Yeah, I, it's, it's already happening in London because, as you know, what London is like. You know, I had a lovely, big, beautiful house in Cardiff when I lived there. And now I have, um, you know, it's, it's an adequate flat, let's call it. But my, my hallway was the size of my lounge, dining and living room back in the day in Cardiff because, you know, it's the difference what you can get in London. But Buying in London has been the most amazing uh, investment for me. I've always renovated all my houses, and that's how I've made a profit and, and got up the ladder. Um, but all I've done here is decorate, and it's gone up by a considerable amount in that time, even though Brexit has happened and obviously COVID-19. But, you know, um, I think a lot of people that may have rented in the past will now see the benefit of owning somewhere because... You know, whatever their situation, they've still had to pay their rent, whereas the government were willing to give people with mortgages a mortgage break and all those kind of things, you know, and, and to secure your future, it's important to, to have houses. And you've got all these wonderful schemes that are helping. Um, and you've got that scheme now, if it's your first um, house that you're buying, you've got up to 500,000 with no stamp duty to pay, which is which is massive. I mean, you can't buy a lot in London for 500,000 anyway, but it's a big help, isn't it? To, especially to first time buyers. But with the, the moving out of London, so many people are moving out of London now because their offices have said they only have to commute in maybe one or two days a week, even going forward. Um, and even in the block, I live in a very small block um, in a lovely little village. But even people there to change their lives, you know, maybe their partner lives somewhere else and they've decided to sell this boat hole because they've had to have a place in London and they're going to basically go and buy somewhere in the suburbs, you know, more space, um, a garden, all the things you dream of when you live in London, really. So I think for all the negative things COVID-19 has brought to us, there's a lot of positives and a lot of people have reassessed their lives and their living arrangements more than anything. Okay, th th thanks, Amanda. Uh, thanks for, again, thanks for taking the, uh, the time and thanks for ans answering the, uh, the questions. Um, my, my use of this modern media is, 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 is not, is not marvellous. I, I will try and link up with you on LinkedIn or, uh, or, or, or Facebook. You'll see, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll 
specifically recognise my uh, Facebook page or whatever. And just, 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 just to end, I, I heard somebody mention uh, about uh, excuses. I heard somebody say the other the other day, your your excuse is just someone else's opportunity. So it's not, thanks, Amanda. That's great. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amanda. Uh, it's been an incredible afternoon. Thank you, guys. You've asked question upon question upon question, and that's what we wanted you to do. And Amanda, thank you. Is there, any, is there any last word you'd like to say before we um, end the recording, Amanda? I just want to say, you know, it's been wonderful meeting you all, and I love the energy you all have and um, the enthusiasm. And I think, you know, we've all got a fantastic future ahead of us. You know, we've all got to evolve at the moment, maybe reinvent yourself. But if you want it, it's out there for you. This episode was brought to you in conjunction with Startup and SME Web Design Business 333 Websites, which are available at www.333websites.co.uk and Mike Armstrong's Coaching, which is available at uh, mikearmstrong.me forward slash coaching. Um, There's nothing else left for me to say now other than have a great day. I know I will. And don't forget... You can do it. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye.